Work, wealth, wisdom. This is DC Entrepreneur. We're sharing stories, ideas, and lessons from startups and businesses in the pursuit of innovation. And we're helping build a community of problem solvers and thought leaders in the Washington area. Now, here's your host, George Mocharco. This is George Macharco, host of DC Entrepreneur, here on WERA 96.7 FM. I've got Michael Sabat here today, and he's going to talk about his company, At Message. At Message helps organizations communicate with people over Facebook Messenger. With At Message, they're discovering how organizations, and specifically marketers, can use messaging to run better performing campaigns. Thanks for being here today. Hi, George. Thanks for having me. So talk to me about at message. What's the idea here? What's the concept? Yeah, so the concept is now that organizations can communicate with people over Facebook Messenger, we are a platform and a company that helps them discover and helps them figure out how to talk to individuals over Facebook Messenger. So what their messaging strategy should look like. And I am primarily focused, and by that I mean 100% focused on looking how marketers can communicate with people over Facebook Messenger. And it's a brand new world, and it has as many different rules, probably as many as the web. That might be a little hyperbole, but there's just a lot of things. So when you think of the web, you think of websites and email and videos and all these different pieces or features that, that are embedded in websites and kind of live in the web, messaging and Facebook Messenger has their own set of rules and best practices and ideas and um, and kind of, I guess, beliefs and use cases for messaging. And so we're working on building out those, building out technology and building campaigns that take advantage of the, the special features of messaging and what messaging is good for compared to what the web and what blogs and what video is good for. All right. So what gave you the idea to create a messaging app for Facebook? Where'd the idea come from? It was, it's pretty clear in the space, in the industry, that messaging is big and growing and that these ideas of messaging apps are taking over the space. So previously, I had worked for a company that did text messaging campaigns, and I've done that for almost a decade. And very interesting stuff, seeing how messaging can work. And we got to the point where it was obvious that that Facebook Messenger and that these new messaging apps like iMessage and the rest are really moving into the space and where everything's heading. But specifically, um, in April of 2016, Facebook opened the Messenger platform so that businesses and organizations could now communicate with people over Facebook Messenger. So previous to that, it was only a peer-to-peer messaging app. And Facebook said, we want organizations to be able to, to you know, communicate on our channel. And so they opened it up. And that's where really the floodgates opened. And a lot of organizations or a lot of companies started building um, tools to, to do Facebook Messenger campaigns. And so when did the API open up for Facebook for their Messenger? They released the API in April or, or possibly May of 2016. So it's relatively recent then. So how did you decide that you wanted to innovate in this area? Yeah, so so Facebook Messenger platform is very new. Previous to at message, I worked at a company that did text messaging campaigns. 
and I was there for eight years. Mm -hmm. So text messaging was really, and, and this is how I think we'll look back on it in five years. Text messaging was the first brand of messaging. And we're starting to see this entire big category called messaging. And again, of, of which text messaging was the first brand, the same way when you look back at email, you remember Hotmail as sort of the first brand of email, but now it's a whole category unto itself. And an email changed, you know, you can email across domains and things like that. Unclear if that'll happen for messaging. But I was working with text messaging campaigns. I got the basics of how a conversation works and how organizations can communicate over text messaging. And it became quite clear that there are all these new messaging apps and they have advantages compared to text messaging and some disadvantages, but it became clear that this is where the space was going and there's big opportunities in messaging and in helping companies figure out how they're going to use messaging to, to market and to communicate with people. So chances are our listeners are probably already familiar with messaging right now. They're probably using it in Slack. They might be using it in Duolingo. Uh, they might be using it in some other apps that they have here. Talk to me about how you can construct an authentic conversation so it, do it doesn't feel like you're uh, interacting with a chatbot. Well, so I don't use the word chatbots, and, and I dislike them because of the expectation they set. Why is that? When you say chatbot, you're sort of expecting that I'm going to send a message in, and some logic is going to determine what I'm talking about and reply with the appropriate message. And that technology just doesn't exist. And it may not exist for five years. And when it does exist, Facebook will build it or Google will build it, right? They're going to build those libraries and those like sort of AI logic intelligence conversations. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of reasons, and I'm happy to go into a few more. The, the other reason actually is when, when you think of chatbots, you think of, for some reason, it trends or it leans towards a standalone business that is just a bot. And you run into that classic, going down that road, and I think this is sort of where we are now in this ecosystem, going down that road of I'm going to build a bot that tells people the weather, you get to the problem where you can build this product, right? It will work. When people message in, uh, they'll get a response, and it'll tell them about the weather. But there's no, nobody's out there looking to use a bot right? There's no, I guess the best way to think about it is when Apple released the app store, they put a billion dollars or 500 million or 100 million or $2 billion, whatever it is in marketing. Hey, apps are here. Here's what they do. You're going to need to do things. And there's an app for that. And they branded it and it was the Apple app store. And it, it was a catchphrase. It was a tagline. It was everything. No one is doing that for bots. And no one is out there looking, because there's no marketing of bots, no one is out there looking, looking to try out bots, unless you build bots or you're in the space. So what so, would you suggest as a, as a different term instead of chatbot that we should use? Well, what I'm doing is I'm solving business problems, specifically marketing problems for businesses. And I'm solving those problems using Facebook Messenger instead of other alternatives. So I think it is messaging. We're using okay. messaging. We're using automated messaging. We're building messaging campaigns. I think chatbots is too much of a loaded term. And it 
it kind of embeds or it, you assume AI and then it's it's like it sort of means nothing because you're like, oh, yeah, someday AI will exist and right. our chatbot will respond. It's like, you know, maybe, maybe that'll happen. Yeah, you're right. I, I think it does kind of incline the person that, that thinks about it to think back to kind of these natural language processing, you know, experiments that have happened in the past. I know like MIT did that one program called ELISA where it was kind of, I don't know if they were doing a Turing test or not, but they were trying to determine whether the person that was interacting with the computer could tell if it was a human or not. So does chatbot make it seem like it's something that's completely automated or that we're interacting with, with an actual robot that you disagree with, or is it more, more so just the terminology not really encompassing what the technology does? Well, I think chatbot means, hey, we have this new messaging platform and we have intelligence behind it to process conversations and make them seem natural. I think it means two things. And I'm really excited about this new platform of messaging that businesses can use to communicate with people. And the other piece, the intelligence, doesn't exist. So when you use the word chatbots, I think you're forced to think of both of those things and one of them doesn't exist. And so it sets up um, bad experiences for users and, and unrealistic expectations, both from the user perspective and what people are trying to build. And it, it just doesn't come out well, right? Like it's been, chatbots have been around well forever, but also for, you know, they've been a trend for the last year or so since last April, they've been a buzzword, um, but there's no real chatbot you can point to that, that works at all. From messaging, what kinds of examples of companies can you think of that are really perfecting the art of using messaging in their systems? Uh, there's no one doing it extremely well now on, on Facebook Messenger that I've seen. I mean, Poncho is the biggest. It's interesting. It sends me a message when it's about to rain in my area, but it, it doesn't solve a huge problem necessarily, but it's interesting. Uh, the people that are doing good messaging so far, the ones I'm familiar with at least, have been on the text messaging side, right? And, and text messaging is, is very different from Facebook Messenger in a lot of ways, but um, they're building lists of people and then texting them for alerts, for news, for activations, for uh, reminders to watch a television show. Uh, we worked on messaging, text messaging campaigns where you could sign up and get support messages while you were trying to quit smoking. And that would increase the likelihood that you would quit smoking because the text message gets through and reminds you you really want to do it and it supports you and it's just present where other forms of communication aren't or couldn't be. On the Facebook Messenger side, there's a company called Purple, which is very interesting. I'm liking it more and more. It sends one message, sometimes two messages a day, and it, it launched during the election to give election news. But now they've shifted and they're giving purple, meaning neither red nor blue, neither you know Democrat or Republican, trying to be just clear and, and precise news source or information source. And they're sending an update of what's happening in politics every day. So the executive orders and, and all of that stuff. And I like it as a way to kind of get news, to get the one or two things that I really need to know during the day. Now, what about WhatsApp? I know WhatsApp was purchased by Facebook and they were hoping to, I think, make that part of their system. Is that going to be part of Messenger or do you have any opportunities that you can work with WhatsApp? Well, not yet. The rumor is that WhatsApp is going to be opening an API within the next year. The rumor was it would be late 2016. It didn't happen. So WhatsApp 
is only peer-to-peer -peer currently. They don't have the ability for a business to sit on top or an organization to sit on top and then message people. Same with iMessage. iMessage has a development environment, so people can, I believe, create, this isn't exactly what I do, but I believe they can create stickers and things like that in iMessage. Um, it's a different API, but a business cannot message someone in iMessage. Uh, okay. um, so as those open up, I think it's very interesting for organizations to be able to communicate over those channels. Um, there's a lot of different ways it could go, but, but that's definitely interesting. I'm worried about how people find out to message in, which is the big problem with bots right now. You have the absolute most amazing bot in the world. How do you tell people to message in? And so I'm worried without the Facebook ad platform behind it, how someone might start a conversation with a company or an organization over iMessage or WhatsApp. What about other peer-to-peer -peer apps, though? Is there an opportunity that you might think of developing for them? I know Signal is one that I've, I've heard about, and the interesting thing there is that they promote you know, encrypted messaging. Um, probably not where a lot of people want to get marketing information from, but is that where the technology is going? Potentially. I mean, I think Facebook is encrypting if they're not already encrypted. I think WhatsApp is encrypting if they're not already encrypted. So I think everything's just going to go there. And I, I think, I don't understand Signal all that well, but I think they make the protocol to encrypt other messaging channels as well as being encrypted themselves. But I'd say, you know, Snapchat's interesting as they IPO and will probably be trying a lot of different things and, you know, have very engaged users and have some... Um, concept of businesses on Snapchat and sort of, I think it's with the stories uh, where they have the, not the stories, there's another place where you can, you know, interact with CNN on Snapchat. And so being able to kind of power an automated conversation versus simply watching what CNN is putting up there. Um, I think that's interesting. But, but yeah, right now, Facebook Messenger has a lot of very distinct advantages and it, it's kind of clearly the place to be building stuff um sorry you mentioned skype and you mentioned slack those I, I like them i think of them as b2b i think of that as much more where you're building interactions that or are for internal communications process management hr i don't think it is a b2c channel necessarily i don't want to be on slack where i'm working and get a message from coca-cola or whoever it is like, what's the possible future here? Is it going to be interruptive whenever you have marketing information through a messaging platform? Is it going to be something where, to use your same example here, you mention that, uh, you know, you're thirsty to a friend in a conversation, then all of a sudden Coca-Cola is there giving you a discount or coupon for a, a bottle of Coca-Cola. <laughs> is that what it looks like? Or is it going to be something more subtle where it's really, you know, not as immersive as most advertising is now, but something that's kind of in the background. Yeah, so that's a question for Facebook, and, and Google is really ahead in that, right? So mm -hmm. Google, you're messaging on Allo, which is just another one. Uh, you're messaging on Allo with a friend, and you mention the Bruce Springsteen concert, and they will pop up information about the Bruce Springsteen concert in the conversation. It's actually pretty awesome. I use it with a few friends. It's interesting. Um... I don't know. I, I assume Facebook might do that at some point. I doubt Apple would. But what I'm doing specifically, so where's this going? I think there will be advertisements in there. I don't know how they'll work. What I'm really focused on is communications more than advertising. So allowing a user to choose 
to engage with a brand over Messenger and then kind of facilitating that conversation for the brand once it starts. In the Facebook API for marketing messages, you only have a 24 hour window since the user messaged in. So Facebook approves all these campaigns. And this is where I mentioned, it's kind of a whole new world with its own rules. This is one of them. Facebook approves the campaigns. If you're doing marketing or promotional campaigns, you only have a 24 hour window to message the person. After really? So it. wait, so this is, this is for any kind of paid account that somebody is using for like an official campaign? This is for any promotional message. Right. So you okay. can sign up for purple and purple sends the news mm -hmm. and they're approved where you can sign up for purple and they have an opt in where they can message you in the future. But if it's if they cannot send marketing messages, they can't say, hey, do you want to sign up for purple plus it costs five dollars a month. They can't send a message that is a sponsored or advertisement the way I understand it. And I believe the way Facebook set it up. So. Um, Facebook owns the messaging channel. They do not want spam on it. They do not want interruptions that are advertisements that they are not doing. And so they are very aggressively making sure that doesn't happen. And they're loosening up the rules to very much avoid bad actors and avoid spammers. And you can sort of think about it conceptually where I message into uh, whoever it might be, uh, Coca-Cola, and now I've, I've given a partial opt-in to Coca-Cola and they can message me back. But I can always unsubscribe from Coca-Cola messaging inside Facebook Messenger in a number of different ways. And um, Coca-Cola cannot message me after 24 hours if it's promotional. I mean, there, it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity for marketers, but because of the spam issue, it might not, the floodgates aren't open just yet. So um, take us through the process of what one of these messaging campaigns looks like. Say, for instance, we have a podcast that has a page on Facebook. What happens when someone messages that podcast? Yep. So I'm building something very specific. At message is something very specific. So we are focused on, and this sort of flips it around a little bit. We are focused on organizations. Let, let's start with the primary focus of organizations that buy Facebook ads. So this is part of marketing. Right now, 85% of Facebook ad revenue comes from mobile ads. So all of these ads, or the vast majority, are going mobile, and that's the trend. When a user clicks on that ad, traditionally, where they go is they go to a landing page. And that landing page says Tesla, right? Tesla's a good example. They advertise and they say, hey, Michael, we know you're not able to afford the Model S. Want to think about a Model 3? Click our Facebook ad. I click that Facebook ad and I go to a page that asks for my name, my email, my zip code, and wants to know a day and time that I can do a test drive or I can schedule a test drive. They want my phone number as well, right? So click the ad, you go to a landing page. That's traditionally a marketing funnel. On mobile, that landing page on the phone will convert one third to one half as well as that same landing page on the desktop. So even though all the ads and a lot of the traffic is going mobile, when you go through the marketing funnel, the page breaks. It just doesn't work that well on the phone for a lot of reasons. And so marketers have this problem of we still have to pay for the click when they click the Facebook ad, but that click is worth one third to one half as much because we send them to a page and the page doesn't work very well on mobile. 
and they've been optimizing pages for years, right? Mobile optimization, responsive, but it's just still not working well. So at message allows people to, when the user clicks that ad, instead of sending them to the page, you send them into a conversation. And conversations, the killer app of the conversation is the response. And so instead of going to that page that says, hey, what's your email in a form, they get a message that says, hey, Mike, thanks for messaging in. Please reply with your email. And the response rate of filling out the form, but just doing it in a conversation, the conversion rate and the response rate is so much higher than what you'll see if you send somebody to a landing page. So why is that? Is it just because people feel like there's an interactive component? Is it the interface or is it something else? Is it because, you know, whenever you're going and interacting with a messaging app that it, it feels like it is conversational from the inception? Like what, what's going on here? Why, why is the conversion rate so much higher? I've been thinking about this question for a long time, like for a decade. I don't exactly have an answer, but I think it's a combination of things. One, when people build landing pages, they're building them on the desktop. And not only on a computer, they're building them on a 27-inch iMac retina display. And, and you're kind of, they have the two-dimensional space. That's the asset of a page. A page is two-dimensional space. When you put that on a phone, it smashes it into 4.7 inches or 5.5 inches, whatever the measurements of the phone are. So you just lose the asset that is a page. I mean, it's just one eighth the size. Um, you get to the page, there's distractions on the page. You're scrolling to fill out the form. A phone call comes or a message comes and that takes precedent where you send somebody into a conversation and it's more natural on the phone, just the scrolling and the back and forth of it. It's what people are doing on their phone all day. And it's piecemeal. So you get a message that says, what's your email? You respond. And then boom, the app responds to you instantly and says, great, now that we have your email, tell us your zip code so we know the closest car dealership. And you respond, and so you're getting these dopamine hits each time you're responding. So it takes this core business function and it turns it into the same exact personal interaction you have with your significant other, your best friend, your parents, or your children, a conversation. Humans are much better wired for that than filling out forms. Yeah, I, I think there's something interesting about that. Um, there was uh, a, someone from Google's um, app development team that's been really uh, vocal publicly lately about how uh, apps are made to be addictive, uh, to really kind of hack your brain so that you spend as much time as possible, especially like on a very sticky website like Facebook where you could just spend hours scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. So uh, it seems to me like what the key is here is something that's fundamentally, you know, embedded into the user experience. So um, if that's the case, then is this just because we're adapting our behaviors to technology so much so that, you know, with the start of messaging uh, through uh, text messaging, um, we're now adapted to just typing and interacting something with through that kind of format? Yeah, um... I mean, I just think it's more natural. I think when we look back at it, the web form will be more of an anomaly than, than messaging, right? Like we're finally getting to the place where, and again, I'm focused on marketers, where marketers can collect the information they need to get you the right product or to book the test drive. They can do it through a conversation instead of a web form. Web forms have been around for 20 years. Before this, you walked into a car dealership and you had a conversation, right? 
um, the web form is sort of because we had the web and we had the distribution of pages like that, it made sense to use web forms. But now we're getting back to a more natural place with a conversation. Um, are there any other thoughts you'd like to leave us with, Mike? I mean, I think the big thought is that messaging is a channel. It's going to be here to stay. Um, it's something to pilot now. The, the organizations and the companies that figure out, figured out how to do it get a big head start. And just from the advertising perspective alone of we can reduce our CPAs and buy more ads and, and grow the market bigger, I think it's incredibly interesting. But I think it will be a channel that, um, that just continues to grow for the next five or 10 years. And I think being able to test, figure out your strategy is important and gets you ahead of the game. I also think it's still enough of a story where, like a, a press story, where launching a messenger campaign that has utility and that's interesting for the users will be talked about in the press and can get you, and this won't last too long, but I think it's still interesting if it's like McDonald's launches a messaging campaign where you can, you know, order hamburgers to your office or whatever it is. So I think there is an angle there where um, it's definitely worth piloting stuff. If you want to connect with at message, the best way to do that is to right now open Facebook Messenger on your phone or your desktop, open Facebook Messenger, search for at message, and that's A-T-M-S-S-G, and then send us a message. And that's the best way to connect with us. So if you want to give it a try and see how it works, open Facebook Messenger, search for at message, A-T-M-S-S-G. We'll ask you for some information, and then we'll follow up. Great. Well, thanks so much, Michael. Thanks, George. Subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and connect with us on our blog, dc-entrepreneur.com. If you have any tips or ideas for stories, please tweet at us or message us on Facebook. Please tune in to our next episode, and thanks for listening.